The following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm, Chapter 23, Dark Elf. Nendra pressed her back against the stone wall, breathing hard. In the distance, there was the sound of some creature. It wasn't going to find her. The Mezari woman absently let her hand go to the wound on her thigh where the dagger had stabbed her. The leg gave her shooting pain each time she put any weight on it. She hated those who had done this to her. She hated those who had killed her sisters, especially the female, the wood elf, who had come bearing jeweled gifts, but who had delivered instead only death by the sword. And her male, he was meant by all rights to belong to the Mezari. Yes, he would sire only half-bloods, but in such desperate times, any means to keep their numbers were justified. Numbers. Nendra gritted her teeth in anger, for indeed they had lost two in their attempt to claim him. The High Priestess would not be pleased. For a moment, the woman paused. Would the Lady Kiaran hold her responsible for her sister's deaths? Perhaps she could be spared, escape into the maze, and never look back. No. Unthinkable. To be separated from her people was a fate worse than death, and the fault was not hers. She would fight any accusation. It was these others, the Lightskins, who lowered themselves by traveling with humans and dwarves. It was they who were to blame. It was they who would receive the Lady's wrath, and when the Priestess dealt out her judgment, Nendra would be ready to carry it out. The pain in her leg was nothing. She hoisted her bow and sprinted into the tunnels. Another left, and then a right. Not far now until the secret way. Not far now until her reprieve and her revenge. Greetings, travelers of the maze. Your maze master welcomes you to the trials and twists of the dark. There is a new tale to be told tonight, as well as new secrets to be revealed about the realm. Find a safe place where the creatures cannot get you, and be you ready to hear another tale of the Iron Realm. The Iron Realm, copyright A. Lenzo, is an extreme reimagining of the fantasy setting, and can be found at theironrealm.com. Yeah.
www.ironrealm.blogspot.com. Secrets of the Maze Master, Maze Master, Maze Master. Tonight's discussion pertains to age and aging in the Iron Realm. Although the members of the tribe have little ability to accurately measure or even fully understand the passage of time in any more than a vague sense, the particulars are indeed recorded by the Maze Master as a means to track effects, events, and aging. Time is a subtle enemy, for in the moment it seems invisible, and yet life is always ebbing away, a day and a year at a time, until at last even the most long-lived perish turned to dust by the killer that lays low kings and serfs alike. In game terms, each character is assigned an age upon creation, and again, that character is most likely unaware of his or her own age, knowing only vaguely that some are older and some are younger. To adventure in the realm with no penalties, a character must be of at least young adult age, which varies by race. The young adult age is as follows. Human, 15. Halfling, 20. Dwarf, 25. Elf, 100. Note that wizards, fighters, rogues, and clerics are most always of the human race. Each year, a character will age by one year, but there are curses and attacks that can rob a character of years as well. A character who reaches advanced years is known as an elder. This achievement is marked with a rule versus death, and the rule becomes more and more difficult as a character's age advances farther. The Elder's death save is made on a d20 against the character's constitution score. A failure indicates imminent death, which, in role-playing terms, could be anything from a heart attack to losing one's stamina at the wrong moment while fleeing from a threat. A roll equal to or under the character's constitution score is a success, and a natural one always succeeds. A roll higher indicates that death has come. Note that a penalty of one must be added to the roll for every year that the character has been an elder. Also note that if the character has aged many years past elder at once, such as by the touch of a ghost, more than one roll will be necessary, each more difficult than the last. Characters reach the status of elder as follows. Human, 60. Halfling, 70. Dwarf, 
120 elf 600. There are rumored to be some magical means to restore lost years, but these are rare in the extreme. Characters who grow younger than the young adult age will suffer penalties to combat and movement. For humans, this is a minus one for each year below 15. A character who is ever reduced below zero years is instantly dead with no save allowed. The day of each tribe member's birth has been recorded by me in order to determine the day each of them will advance in years. Each of the twelve months has thirty days, and the twelve months are named as follows. The first month, Primaris. The second, Sicaris. The third month, Triaris. Followed by Tetraris, Quintaris, Sexus, Septane, Octaris, Novus, Dectaris, Hendicia, and Dodicia. For your interest, I conclude this segment with a listing of the ages of the members of the tribe. Orson, aged 284, born the 17th of Triaris. Amazar, aged 45, born the 27th of Triaris. Kai, aged 311, born the 27th of Triaris. Lilena, aged 223, born the first day of Tetraris. Tamek, aged 24, born the 20th day of Tetraris. Solus, aged 20, born the 26th day of Septane. Kana, Iona, and Paola, aged 16, born the 12th day of Octaris. Bardar, aged 50, born the first day of Novus. Treya, aged 212, born the 15th day of Dectaris. Stockholm, aged 49, born the 17th day of Dectaris. Len, aged 19, born on the 22nd day of Handicia. Kailana, aged 18, born the 14th day of Dodicia. Echo, aged 18, born the 26th day of Dodicia. Tribal Matters The Vanguard, led by Stockholm, is outside of Room 13, on Level 1 Alpha, of the Maze. Their position? 624. It is the ninth day of Primaris. The group is reasonably well-rested, fed, and has had water. 
each in the group is affected by the malady, conferring a minus one to hit in combat. All the humans likewise suffer a minus four blindness penalty, for the group is traveling without light. Those who are wounded are as follows. Paola, one life point out of eight. Echo, one out of five. Treya, two out of five. And Stockholm, seven life points out of ten. Meanwhile, the spells available are as follows. Treya, aura against evil. Orson, invisible shield. Under Stockholm's careful direction, the group backs away from the door, for there are the sounds of goblins within. The vanguard continues its exploration of the southwestern portion of the maze, for the sake of discovering the best possible base camp. Starting from the T at 626, the group travels east. They find a second T with its base pointed south. From position 926, the group continues to move east. Feeling their way, they discover an altern which bends south. Beyond it opens into a straightaway, traveling south six squares, where it dead ends, except for a doorway in the eastern wall at position 1233. The roaming creature's check has come up positive. At a distance of 50 feet away, there is something. A listen check for the rogues and the elves. Treya and Orson can make out the sounds of beastmen, and they are mingled with the sounds of vicious creatures. Steel, teeth, and claws. They freeze where they are, waiting for Stockholm's command. Retreat, whispers the dwarf gruffly. Retreat, retreat. There is no way in their current state that they can hope to survive a fight. As they retrace their steps, Stockholm at last asserts, It's time to get back to the others. We need to make as much space as we can between us and our enemies before somebody wins that fight and comes after us. Carefully, the group continues to retreat, reaching position 523 by 8 o'clock, when another roaming creature is indicated. The encounter distance? 60 feet. The direction? North. Their adversaries are coming from the very way by which the vanguard must pass. There's a faint buzzing noise ahead, and there may be a chance 
that the group willed attacked it. Dice for the three rogues and the two elves. Treya and Echo notice the sound coming towards them. Straight ahead, says Echo, which directs the attention of the group to the northern way. And yet, there is nothing to be seen. Who's there? Says Stockholm. Show yourselves. A charisma check by Stockholm suffers a negative five penalty since the invisible creatures do not want to be seen. But the roll comes up a three. Even penalized with a five, the final result is an eight. And against the dwarf's score of charisma nine, he has managed to command the attention of three pixies who become visible before him and the others. Echo produces a light, and there are two little women and a man. They focus their gazes on Stockholm, who wears the fine crown, and the group gazes curiously at them, for each is no more than twelve inches tall, suspended on rainbow-colored wings. Beast men, says Stockholm. They're coming from the south. Tell us quick. Can you help us? Cautiously, the pixies raise their small swords, eyeing the intruders suspiciously. A long moment passes as the vanguard strains their ears for the sound of possible pursuit from behind. Personas. Tonight's profile. The Elf, Orson. Orson is an elf fighter wizard. Strength 10, Dexterity 15, Constitution 10, Charisma 7, Intelligence 12, Wisdom 9. He is level 1 and has 6 life points. Orson is a wood elf, 284 years old, with white skin, brown eyes, and purple hair. He is 5 foot 6 and weighs 140 pounds. His preferred armor is the rare elven chain. His preferred weapons, sword and bow, homeland, the iron realm. Description Orson is a light-skinned elf who is normally garbed in chainmail armor, a helmet, and hard leather boots. His shoulders are somewhat square, and this gives the impression that he is standing at attention, although most regard this as protective rather than intimidating. Orson has deep brown eyes that are the color of soil and a semi-muscular build. He wears a feather behind his left ear. Personality! Orson is of the stone. Orson is of the earth. He is of the present day rather than the past or future. Orson is concerned with matters of survival and treats each day as if it is the last. 
He seeks out the pleasures of the world, whatever they might be, as a way to avoid sinking into the darkness of the eternal maze. Orson has been known to go to great lengths to attain those pleasures, and not all of his choices come from wisdom. Combat. Orson is a true asset to his friends in combat. He is unafraid to put himself on the front line. When Orson knows that an especially difficult fight is coming, he will invoke his invisible shield in order to bolster his defense. Orson favors the sword in close combat, but is equally ready to use the bow. Orson's tactics are rarely subtle. Orson is ever eager to meet his fate. He knows that one day he will die, and on that day he will face it head on. The Elvish Tribe Orson has been with Kai and Lilena for many, many years. Long ago, their group consisted of two males and two females. Orson was very close especially to the female named Alana, to whom he was promised. After she died in the catacombs of peril, Orson became nearly suicidal. He was comforted by Kai and Lilena, who gradually accepted him into their mated union. Orson has repaid their kindness with fierce loyalty, vowing to protect them with his last breath if it were ever necessary, and especially Lilena, for within her lay the precious potential to carry on the elvish race whose numbers had all but become extinguished in the Iron Realm. More recently, the triad has sought to add a new female to the group, Treya, the what might come of the invitation is yet to be known. Alvin Holm Orson's counterpart Kai, through research and visions, has become convinced that there is indeed an elvish homeland within the Iron Realm. The elvish tribe has been in search of it for over fifty years through the tunnels and the caves, following clues wherever they might be found. Orson wonders if it is just a fantasy, but his curiosity and his deep desire to discover such a place keeps him loyal to the search. The elvish homeland, if it does exist, is said to be replete with trees and sun and wide open spaces with grass and plants and natural animals and warmth. The search goes on. Current no more leads on their search for the elven homeland, Kai, Orson, and Lilena have headed into an area that they felt might allow them a chance to regroup. By good fortune, the three of them encountered the tribes of Solus and Bardar, by whom they were accepted as allies. Though the elves have not found the safe region for which they were hoping, they have instead found another of their own kind, which they consider to be of paramount value. The elvish woman may or may not be willing to partake of the quest for the elvish homeland in the near term, but the elves can be very patient 
and, at times, persuasive. The Onyx Vault That which you have waited for. That which you have searched for. That for which you've hoped for is now complete. The Iron Realm, Solitaire Essentials, and Gaming Guide. The definitive companion to the Iron Realm, Dark Fantasy Solitaire RPG. Fully illustrated and compiled for you in an easy-to-use digital compendium. The Iron Realm Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide contains the full rules for Character 8 campaigns, Map Master campaigns, role-playing campaigns, the Transcendent Disciplines system, and ways to get involved in the Legendary Powers global fandom. Get a copy for your mobile device, or print it out for easy reference. Either way, the Iron Realm Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide will serve you well. This book includes the latest version of every Iron Realm gaming aid, including the Sacred Writ, the Character 8 Character Record, the Iron Realm Map Master's Adventure Log, the Map Master Graph Paper, and more. Eight in total, ready to use for your solitaire game. Also included the Iron Realm Listening Guide, as well as complete details for creating your own random dungeon maps for your own solitaire games. The Iron Realm Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide is in the Onyx Vault and has already gone out to some of the greatest friends of the show, such as artist Peter Seckler, whose art is featured in the book, as well as Karen Hatsigiorgio, musician, Kevin McLeod, and the crew of the Save or Die podcast. Imagine the power with everything you need to play the game, don't miss your chance to get your hands on the Iron Realm Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide. And don't forget, access to the vault includes pre-release versions of future episodes from the realm. Plus, who knows what additional treasures your Maze Master will place into the vault from time to time travel you well in dark places with the Iron Realm Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide you will have the edge you need. <laughs> Please note 
there will generally be between one and four chapters in the Onyx Vault during any given month, as well as one Iron Realm written offering. The exact contents of the Onyx Vault may change in the future. Access to the Onyx Vault is a gift from your Maze Master, and appreciation for exemplary support of the Iron Realm. I thank you for your generosity and for your brave exploits in defense of the Iron Realm. You have been listening to The Iron Realm. If you would like to show your appreciation and to support new episodes of The Iron Realm, visit patreon.com slash theironrealm and be you rewarded. Finally, tell your friends and spread the word about the world's first play-by-podcast RPG audio drama. Your fellow travelers and your maze master, thank you. From the eternal depths of the Iron Realm. I have been your maze master, Abel Enzo. Remember, play hard or go home. Iron Realm! Good night, everyone.